You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with the amazing, talented, and wonderful Amy Julian. I'm going to have to introduce next time so I can call you amazing and talented Aww. and wonderful. <laughs> we are here live at the Mustard Seed in Rapid City. We are having a wonderful show today. I am just so impressed with, with Jermaine's um, plan and goal oh for the Rapid City Diocese and how... I mean, our brothers and sisters, our native brothers and sisters are just going to be so blessed by her. Amen. And as are we, you know, the rest yep. of us will be very blessed by that opportunity to, you know, be together as a community, like her vision. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicholas's, you know, Black Elk's vision too. Yes. Amen. To be walking down that path, sharing his vision is what an honor. No kidding. It is. I mean, and, and really, it's a it's an international movement, you know, and, and he's so much more w- well recognized outside of our area. And so we have a little bit of catching up to a do little, yeah? to be able to really know him and honor him the way other people already do. Yes. Well, he is a man to be admired. Amen. And a man of our times, too. A man of our times. We need those. Yes, exactly. Well, let's move on to our next interview, Amy. Yeah, it was actually works out well because we talked about the Chankuakan retreats, and those retreats actually take place at the Sioux Spiritual Center Catholic Retreat Lodge in Howell, South Dakota. And we have our director of the Sioux Spiritual Center, Carol Brown, online with us. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. A little windy out today. <laughs> Can't wait <laughs> yeah. for this to warm up and this wind is go away. Yeah, that's, we were talking about that earlier. We, we're not big fans. Although I guess we could just see the wind as the Holy Spirit. Come right. Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. We're getting an abundance <laughs> of Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. So I just introduced the... the um, the Spiritual Center as the Sioux Spiritual Center Catholic Retreat Lodge, um, and that's the name that we know it as, you know, here in the diocese. But um, you were telling us it actually has a different name, a Lakota name. Can you tell us about that? Yes, it's, uh, its Lakota name is Mafia Namaka Okogna, which means between heaven and earth. And uh, I, I think it's a really apt name for, for the place because it really is just this tucked away little, little hidden treasure uh, down on the Cheyenne River break. Um, well off the grid and, uh, you know, just a beautiful, um, a beautiful location and a place to really get quiet with the Lord. It really is a beautiful location. I've had the uh, pleasure of being and the blessing of being there a couple times myself. And when you're driving in, you know, you're just driving across prairie, 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 prairie. <laughs> and then you come over the hill and you drop down into that valley. And it really is just this oasis in the midst of all of that prairie. It is. It's it's a it's a little secret, uh, a well a well kept secret. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, well, tell us a little bit about the history of the center. Yeah, and that will explain why it's been such a well kept secret. Um, so, um, back in the seventies, there was a there was a rancher out in Southern Meade County who um, he was starting to wrap up his earthly affairs, and he he owned this property, this big ranch out there that had a little pioneer church on it uh, called St. Patrick's. And uh, there was a little cemetery uh, a few yards away, and his parents were buried there. And he was concerned about what was going to happen to that church if um, somebody bought the land that didn't care about it, you know, to turn into an animal shelter or a granary or a tool shed or whatever. And he just didn't want that to happen. 
And so he was he was thinking about that. He decided he was going to solve the problem by carving off a, a chunk of land and donating it to the church with the agreement that the church would that the, that the diocese would take care of that little church. And so um, anyway, the diocese I don't think at the, at, the, at that moment had a big vision for it. You know, um, they you know I'm, I'm sure that the diocese probably receives gifts like that in different at different times and and uh, has to you know come up with a plan for it, but. Uh, Anyway, it so happens that there were Jesuit missionaries working on all the reservations around the, the, the place, um, and they, they felt the need for a, a place to, um, to bring people, a place that was kind of central, to bring Native American Catholics and, um, and give them some formation, give them some leadership formation, some formation in prayer, formation in the faith. And um, so Bishop Dimmerling at the time said, well, we've got this little piece of property in, in Maid County. Uh, why don't you go have a look? So they went down and had a look, and they were like, this is perfect. So um, in 1977-78, they, uh, they, they built a, a log cabin down there, um, and that became the the, the, the spiritual center. Mapia Namaka Okolna doesn't just roll off everybody's tongue, so they kind of <laughs> you know, had, to, had to come up with a way to communicate that this is for the Sioux. Uh, it's a spiritual center, um, and those those uh, Native American Catholics who who came there loved it and um, and 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 treasured it uh, for many many years. Also, the deacon formation program and lay ministry formation program was held there for many years, but the general Catholic public didn't even know um, that it was there. You know, um, they it was more or less exclusively for the for the um, uh, for the use of Native American Catholics and. Uh, they wanted to kind of keep it a secret in a certain sense. And um, so anyway, for 40 years, that, that was the mission of the center. And, um, and uh, then in 2017, I think it was, the Jesuits went through a big reorganization in the United States. And, and it, it was the, the Milwaukee province merged with the Detroit province, and they determined that their energy was going to go more and more into inner city work. And so they had to, they had to prune off some apostles that they were working in. And so this little gem ended up coming back under the management of the diocese. And so then they had to find a director, and I ended up being the lucky person who got to, uh, got to be that director. So um, it's been an absolute joy uh, to, uh, to, to live there and work there. So. And you actually have roots in that area of the country, don't you? I do, yeah. My parents uh, are Deacon Larry Brown and Val Brown. Uh, so they live up in Faith. That's where I grew up. Um, I went and ran around for about 25 years all over the world. I lived in Europe, and I lived in Ohio, and I lived in Oklahoma, and, and uh, finally the time came to come home. And um, my, my grandparents are actually buried on the property, you know, so we've always had a close family relationship with the Sioux Spiritual Center. Um, my grandparents used to live a couple miles down the creek, so we actually, I remember driving into the, to the place when it was being built when I was about 11 years old. And, um, you know, seeing these uh, strapping, handsome young Jesuits hoisting logs around and <laughs> left quite an impression on me. <laughs> uh, yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's, it, uh, and then I've had many good friends uh, that worked down there over the years. Father Will Sparrow was a very good friend of mine. He's now passed on to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I had the opportunity to spend probably more time there than a lot of people in the diocese. And so I knew what it was. And when the job came open, uh, I I called the diocese immediately and said I'm interested in that job. <laughs> and so, the diocese uh, opened their arms and said, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> on, Carol. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know, you say you ran around the world, you know, like as if you were just gallivanting. But you picked up a few degrees in the process, didn't you? 
I did, yeah. I, I got a master's degree at Franciscan University in Steubenville, and I worked there on staff for about eight years after that. And then I went to Europe, and I ended up in the PhD in theology uh, at the Milltown Institute in Dublin. So um, mm-hmm. that's 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 how that went. So I spent I spent almost eight years in in Ireland, and uh, that was also a, a real gift to my life. So yeah, um, yeah. So, not uh, not not your average gallivanting around the no. world. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you I, also this isn't your first radio gig, is it? No, actually, I uh, I helped to start. The first Christian radio station in uh, in Ireland. Um, uh, I should say the first national Christian radio station in Ireland. So uh, there, I got involved with a team of people that wanted. To, actually, the unique thing about it is that I got together with a group of people that had this unique idea of trying to bring bring Catholics and Protestants together to proclaim the gospel. And I didn't realize what a dumb idea that was at the time. I mean, that would be like going to the Bible Belt and trying to get the Baptists and the Catholics to do radio together. I mean, it was just, <laughs> you know, the tension between Protestants and Catholics over there is, is fairly palpable still. There's been a yeah. lot of, a yeah. lot of uh, you know, terrible history there. Okay. But anyway, we got a few people of goodwill together, and we, we, we made it happen. I mean, it's not EWTN by any means. It's more like a Catholic-friendly version of K-Love, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it does the job, and it really has touched a lot of people's lives so i'm very proud to have been have been part of that i actually uh was on the board that you know sort of developed it and then and then i ended up working on staff there for almost three years so yeah yeah we we have been so blessed by you taking all of this experience and all of this talent and the education and your passion for the lord and bringing it back home well uh, the, the pleasure is all mine i i had the I had been working in a different diocese, but this, this thought kept going through my head that I would love to have a more hidden life. I would love to, um, you know, have more time for prayer and more contemplative life, and I'd love to do more spiritual direction and, and that kind of thing. And then when this came open, and here it is 50 miles from where my parents live, it just was like, oh my gosh, that couldn't be more perfect, you know? So, um, so it's, and it's been fun. You know, I, I should mention, too, to your, to your audience, that the, the mission has been adjusted a little bit, whereas before it used to be primarily or, or, or almost exclusively for the for the use of Native American Catholics, um, the diocese has now opened it up to all Catholics, and um, and and really even beyond that, um, if there were other Christian groups that wanted to use it, that would be possible as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, so we're trying to get the word out. We got a little little special little treasure down here that uh, that. Uh, it can really be a gift to a lot of people, I think. So yeah. So what are the things that you have coming up? You know, talk, you have a lot of things coming up. Yeah, we we do actually. I don't have. I'm not going to go over all of them because some of them are are diocesan events that are for specific groups of people and whatnot. But I thought I might mention some that are are open to the public. So uh, this weekend we're having an inner healing uh, prayer retreat with Dr. Claire Tenneik. Uh She's a she used to live in, in the hills here, and she's a counseling psychologist who is just a beautifully deep spiritual woman. Um, that retreat is. is actually full at this point, but we, we like to have those once or twice a year. So um, if somebody is hearing this right now and, and thinking, gosh, that sounds like something I should do, you know, um, you know, it's, it's for people who, who need healing uh, in their in their inner life on some level. They've experienced some trauma, some wounding, um, maybe a death, a loss, a divorce, you know, or, uh, you know, uh, coming out of a toxic work relationship or something like that. Um, it's a great place to, a great situation to come and, and sort of um, process that, bring all that 
pain to the Lord and allow Him to reach into that and touch it. So that's happening this weekend. Uh, it is full at this point, but um, we're, we'll be having another one probably this fall uh, and, and possibly next spring as well. So if you happen to see uh, advertising for it, just make, we, we try to let everybody have their own room. So it's a small retreat, not more than, you know, usually 12 people. Um, so, but we can do them as often as there is demand, you know. So Yeah, and Claire um, does a beautiful have, job. Yeah, she's, she's just an incredible lady. So she's touched my own life very deeply. Then we have an Ignatian retreat for beginners uh, at the end of May. That's going to be over Memorial Day weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, that's uh, a lot of... Okay, so when I first came here, we started doing eight-day Ignatian silent retreats. <clears throat> that's kind of a standard Ignatian retreat. And um, around the world, people, you know, there are a lot of people that like to do those every year. I try to make one every year. But, but for people who don't know what that is, eight days of silence sounds really intimidating. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so we, we, were, we ran those retreats a couple times, and, um, and they weren't full. And somebody said, well, you know, you really should run some shorter ones that aren't silent, so people can just kind of get the idea of what is involved in the Ignatian spirituality and get a little taste of it and a little taste of what spiritual direction is like, what it's like to pray with the scriptures in the Ignatian way and all that. And so we're going to do a, a, an Ignatian retreat for beginners that will not be silent, but there will be an opportunity for spiritual direction. There will be talks and and small groups and some different things going on. Um, but, uh, but that's coming up at the end of May. And then we do have an eight-day silent retreat in July. Um, that will be the last week of July. And Father Damien O'Connell, uh, who is one of the Jesuits who built the place, he's going to be kind of co-directing that with me. And he'll also be offering spiritual direction um, along with Pat Pettit. Um, and... Uh, uh, there are other opportunities for eight-day retreats. I mean, you can come and make an eight-day wherever we can squeeze it in. I don't always have a priest there, um, but it's, we do have the Eucharist there, so it is a very prayerful place, and um, we usually just uh, run up to faith for a Sunday Mass. Uh, but it is a little tough not having daily Mass, but if, if there's somebody that that time doesn't work for, we may be able to find another time if somebody would like to try an eight-day retreat. And then we have something really special coming up this fall. Sorry, should I, I should pause and just ask if you had any questions or any, anything you wanted to interject at that point. No, I just love to see the presence of the Ignatian retreats there, kind of in the, the history and the footsteps mm-hmm. of the Ignatian founders. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Jesuits, that's their spirituality is the Ignatian spirituality. St. Ignatius is the founder of the Jesuits. And his story is an incredible story, how, how, how he developed, how this whole spiritual exercise developed. I, I'd love to tell you more about that sometime, but um, uh, anyway, I, I myself have been deeply touched by and shaped by the, the spiritual exercises, and I just, want to, I just want more people to be able to experience it. So, Yeah, um, well, tell yeah. us about this new school that you're starting. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're starting something really special this fall. Um, we're going to be starting something called the Covenant School of Spiritual Direction, and that will be launched in September. It'll go from September 12th to the 25th. So it's a two-week thing. <clears throat> and, and it's actually a three-year program. So you do two weeks a year for three years. And you come out with a certification uh, from the University of Mary. So um, it's a real uh, good program. It's, it's not, um, you know, super academic. So you don't have to have a ton of degrees behind you before you can start it or anything like that. There aren't any papers. Um, there, there is a lot of lectures, note-taking, some practical experiences, um, and, and skill, skill set kind of development kind of thing. And um, uh, we're doing it in, in 
collaboration with a school of spiritual direction that all already exists called the Alleluia School of Spiritual Direction that um, exists down in uh, in uh, at, um, Augusta, Georgia. And uh, the two founders, Mike and Bev Furman, who founded that school, had gone through the Clearwater School in um, in Florida, which which was started by by or is, is underwritten by Franciscan University of Steubenville. So anyway, so that's coming up. If you have any questions about that, we're going to have room for 20 students, and we'd love to love to have you on board. Yeah, and we need spiritual directors, and so definitely. Do, yeah. And that would be open outside of our diocese, right? You don't have to be part of the Rapid City Diocese? That's right. We're reserving some spots for Rapid City people for a time, but there's going to come a time when we're going to cut that off and we're going to open it to everybody. And there is a national interest in, in what's happening here. So uh, our, our connection with the University of Mary has been really important in that way. They've, they've just had lots of people asking for it, and so they're kind of collaborating with us on it, and um, and uh, they're directing a lot of people our way who's been who's, who's connected with it through the University of Mary. So, And what more beautiful place to learn about yeah. directing people than right there at the Sioux Spiritual Center. Yeah, where, yeah. It's, okay. uh, where can people find more details about that? So if you go on our website, www.sousspiritualcenter.org, and then go, uh, there's actually a tab that says Covenant School Spiritual Direction. It has a summary of sort of what the school is about, and it has a little PDF that has, uh, it's, a, it's a brochure that has kind of what the layout of the curriculum is and that kind of thing. Um we are still, University of Mary and us, we're still kind of working out our admissions process. And so um, it's, we're not ready to take applications just this minute, but you can certainly call and leave your name with me and let me know that you want to be on the list. Um, the number at the center is 605-985-5906. Okay. And then they can find out more information just at that SueSpiritualCenter.org address, correct? That's correct. Yeah, there's a tab on that website for Covenant School of Spiritual okay. Direction. Yeah, and then other things too, like your other your um, yeah, retreats all other and are on there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. You know, is there anything else? Any final thoughts or anything else that you would like to just talk about for uh, to make sure that our listeners are fully understanding? You know, what you have to offer there. Yeah. Well, just, just remember that the, the, the precious name of, of our place is uh, between heaven and earth. And if you want to come and have a real encounter with Jesus, get off the grid, quiet yourself down so you can actually hear the Lord. I can't think of a better place to do that. So Amen. just really encourage the people in the Diocese of Rapid City to avail yourself of this gift. That is so beautiful. I mean, I drive by there. My uh, my grandparents live out by faith, and so I've, I've driven past there oh. quite a few times but i've yeah. never actually gone down over the hill into the valley too. so that oh you need to you need to stop in yeah you need to come by we'll we'll put the coffee pot on for you oh well that's great you know i just might make a trip out just for that for coffee I we were just discussing mention, yeah i i should also mention we have some great cooks out there and we have some absolutely beautiful chocolate chip cookies so you yeah know. i'll testify to that <laughs> well yeah well okay so you were talking you were talking about how our listeners could go and do their own eight-day, you know, retreat yeah. outside of the the one that's planned in July. Can you yeah. do smaller retreats? Can you do a weekend? Can you do a three-day thing? You know, yep. is there? Yep, you can. Um, it it kind of depends. Our weekends are kind of our busy time when there are scheduled things, but 
as we've gotten through COVID, um, it has been fairly quiet out there. So we're, we're kind of just in, in the process of kind of ramping back up after COVID. So there are some weekends that are available, but weekdays are even, even more available. Um, so if you wanted to take a break and, and come down for, you know, an overnight even, or just even if you wanted to come for one day, we call, we have, there's something called a Pustinia Day. It's, it's kind of, if you've ever heard of, um, Catherine DeHuck Doherty, she was, she was a, a lady that started Madonna House up in Canada, and she, she brought some of her Russian spirituality with her. There's this thing called that they call Pustinia Days, which are, uh, it means a day in the desert, you know. So you just come down, we give you a room, um, we can feed you, or we can give you bread and water, whichever you want, if you want to do some fasting. Um, and then we have the availability of the Blessed Sacrament there, so you can just pray, you know. And uh, so you can come for one day. You can come for an overnight, you can come for a weekend or two or three days if you want, um, or come for an eight-day. There's just no end to the options, you know. We're, we're, um, we're trying to grow a couple of things as well. We, we would like to be able to offer the 30-day Ignatian retreat more frequently, um, but we really need a, we really need to build a um, hermitage for that because uh, we can't really shut the whole house down for 30 days so somebody can have a silent retreat and not, you know, have it be available to other people as well, so... So that's kind of in our, our long-term vision. You know, hopefully someday we'll be able to, to set up a hermitage or two so that people can come at odd times and, and not have to fit into the house schedule, you know. Nice. Wow, what a blessing. And, and a hidden gym, like you said, in yeah. in Mead County of all places. <laughs> of all places. Can anything good come out of Mead County? <laughs> well, well, Carol Brown came out of Mead County. I, I was born and raised in Mead County, so... <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I joke, I joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do, when people, I don't think they have a concept of what it means to be out in the middle of nowhere, but I can imagine yeah. that if they are coming from the city or from even out of states and they're coming to a situation where they're going to the spiritual center, they finally get a, the grasp of out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, think- that's what Beth Berman said when she was talking to her kids, she said, they said, where are you? And she said, I'm between, I'm in the middle of no and where. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it is absolutely a treasure and, and very worth the visit. Even if you just want to come down and have a look around, you know, I've had a few parish groups come down. I had the Hot Springs ladies, or not ladies, but a, a group from Hot Springs just come on kind of like a little field trip uh, and stop into to our place. And, um, and we did a, just, just had a little... Uh, oh, I can't even remember. We didn't have lunch, I don't think. We just had coffee and cookies, and I gave a little presentation, and, and there wasn't much more to it than that. But uh, it's so it, we're available for field trip days, too, if people want to come and check the site out for possible events or meetings or whatever. Um, we'd love to uh, we'd love to work with you. So. Oh, that's amazing. And again, um, for our listeners, they can go to suespiritualcenter.org and find all the information about the retreats, about uh, just visiting uh, the Sioux Spiritual Center, and uh, about the upcoming School of Spiritual Direction. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, well, thank you for bringing your talents home to us and bringing this new school to the diocese and the surrounding area. And um, definitely, I think our local people need to contact you quickly because I have a feeling you're going to fill up. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's not exactly a first-come, first-served thing. We want to discern uh, who... Who has the calling for this? Yeah. You know, right. who, who has the time for it? Uh, time, mm. Spiritual direction is kind of a, a something where you're giving a lot of your time to it, and and so we're 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 kind of trying to um, 
do some sifting and find out, you know, who is, who's the right fit for this. And uh, so it's, it's uh, but if you if you think you might, if you'd like to investigate it, we'd like to co-discern that with you. So please don't wait. And uh, let's get together and, and pray together and, and see if this might be something God's calling you to. And there's a need. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There is a need. Well, thank you so much, Carol, for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here on Real Presence Live. And next time we have you on, we'll make sure to tell you we're we're actually live in Rapid City so that you can be live in our (laughs) mustard seed (laughs) studio. Here, I was picturing you out in Fargo in the hinterland somewhere, and I didn't even know you were in Rapid City. So, (laughs) (laughs) anyway. Yeah, well, again, thank you so much. And and, uh, if you guys want more information about uh, Carol Brown or about the Sioux Spiritual Center, just go to SiouxSpiritualCenter.org. Well, Amy, what a great interview. No kidding. She's wonderful. She, uh, What an amazing, inspiring gallivanting around the world. (laughs) (laughs) So many accomplishments. And then to come back to Meade County. Yeah, we were truly, truly blessed to have her there, Dr. Carol Brown. So, and then, to, you guys, <laughs> so Carol's head can get big, too. Yeah. I, I think I think it's wonderful to have Carol's interview following right after Jermaine Little Bears and the whole encompassing vision of all of this working together and mm-hmm. building community and having these resources available to us. And mm-hmm. what a blessing Amen. that we get to experience here in the Rapid City Diocese. And if any of our listeners are making some plans to uh, drive out to the Black Hills area and they're driving out on on 34, on Highway 34, (laughs) you know, make sure you plan to uh, take a a quick field trip down into the valley and and then uh, you guys can stop in meet Carol and see what it means to be in the middle of nowhere and to find God between heaven and earth. Yeah. And it really, you don't feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Once you get there Uh, on your way out, you feel like you are (laughs) in either direction. It doesn't matter which direction you're coming at to get to it. It's the, it feels like the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. But once you're there, you feel like you've arrived, you know, because it is just so beautiful. You cross over that last car gate and it just this peace settles over you. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's really a, it's really an anointed place. I think a lot of prayers are done up there. So it's a very, very holy place. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so. It's great. Well, thank yeah. you so much again. We have to take a break. And when we come back, we are on our last interview of the day. We are live here at the Mustard Seed Store in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Karen Gibas, along with the very humble Amy Julian. And we'll be back right after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 